Around Sports. Call or text at 916-339-1140. One o'clock, the Jacksons and Sister Sledge at the venue, Thunder Valley Casino Resort, March 30th, your chance to win tickets to see music royalty and souls pop icons at Philly's favorite sisters and ultimate disco divas, Sister Sledge. Hitting the stage and joining forces. Sacktown Sports can get you in the building courtesy of Thunder Valley Casino Resort. That's at 1 p.m. Here at Thunder Valley is beautiful this time of year. Hopefully it doesn't rain because I'm done with the rain. Yeah, I, I will not be caught dead outside uh in the rain <laughs> absolutely not i just can't man it just it makes it just ruins everything like my whole mood is down it's supposed to rain on friday and it's just supposed to rain pretty much the rest of the week isn't I'm it gonna rain today it yes. is i think yes, um, it is. It's Starting, in about an hour here, yes I think. we're we're about at go time can i ask about your experience this weekend uh at mine the uh the what is it the apex sure bowling how how, how did that go oh it was outstanding i beat my wife and oh, in bowling, in okay. bowling, that sounded like a Dave drop, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. my but favorite soda is so. But the thing is, the, th- the thing is, I say that because she's really good. When we were in a bowling league, she won for highest score. She bowled Whoa. seven Whoa. strikes in a row. She was on her way to three hundred. She had the highest score. She got a trophy. People were like wow. crowding around us to see if she would bowl at three hundred. <laughs> so when I beat her, I'm it's actually yeah. a big deal. Yeah, it is. And neither Rub of us. She, she we hadn't we hadn't bowled since we had the baby. And obviously, I hadn't bowled since the Achilles. So neither of us were at a hundred percent. So I, I I won, but right. It's uh, hey, you, you know, know you play who's in front of you. I, that, right? That's just what it you is. Know? You know, just a nice 180, something light. I want to try that. Uh, also, we're not sponsored by them or anything. No. I just want to clarify that. I was no, just but the, genuinely that place curious. Is in, by the way, just that place in general is insane. It's cool. It's insane. I really. want to play the golf sim thing. Yeah, but I saw uh, a lot of, and people of course, t- golf cart take the their golf. own clubs. That's they a, took their that's own silly. Clubs, wow. But I don't know if they. I don't know if they offer. I only saw people with yeah. what looked like their own clubs. So Amen. I don't know if that's the closest driving range for people out there. I saw somebody that's crazy. I saw somebody with their clubs walk their clubs because we were we were leaving. Walk their clubs to their car, then walk back in to you know. That enjoy is the rest of that's the kind of insane to me. Yeah, on a simulator like <laughs> like a like an arcade simulator. It's not even like a. But I'm hey, saying man, maybe if they live out there, maybe clubs. that's the closest, or they just wanted to double down and and do some other things. But really, right. the the biggest part that takes up the apex is that indoor go-kart. I want to do that. That's, oh, that's so the bad. main event. I forgot about that. It looks that. so fun. That's, that's the main event. We did not do that. We bowled and we had some other fun and we got out of there. Oh, nice. Excuse my ignorance, but is there any challenges to left-handed bowling? No. Okay. I don't think so. I think it's a fair question. Yeah, I, don't, okay. I think it's pretty. It's a fair you're just, question. You're just going at it, it the other way. Okay. That makes sense. I'm yeah. just, I'm terrible. I cannot be, like, the, bowling is definitely my number one worst sport. I cannot bowl. That's why you hate on bowling. Absolutely. I mean, absolutely. What's uh, what's like your go-to, like, I guess, like tavern or bar game, like darts and pool? And- I mean, I, I love shuffleboard. 
Oh, shuffleboard's, shuffleboard's awesome. Elite. Shuffleboard's yeah. elite. I'll play, you know, but I'm good. I'll I'll get down cornhole, darts, all yeah. of it. Yeah. yeah, I'm good at all of it. Cornhole, I'm, in, I'm pretty. I'm like the kings at cornhole, where like some games you catch hot. me, I'm like, hot. Yeah. You don't want to see me tonight. Yeah. And then other games, it's like you're losing to I, an eighth yeah, grader. Like literally, yeah. like <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I will lose to yeah. people's. You know, little brothers, and it's yeah. like, okay, this is a problem. Well, like, I, like I had mentioned, I'm going to be out not this Friday, but next Friday in Scottsdale That's right. for spring training and yep. a little bit of golf. So of I'm course. trying to sneak out Sunday morning, I guess after the rain, because mm. I gotta, I haven't really yeah. golfed, and right. I can't. And yeah, these are some, first time you know, these dudes are ballers. Yeah. I can't really be embarrassing myself. Yeah. So you know, I know I I was gonna hit you up and say, hey, do you want to come? But yeah. it's probably gonna not be about, when it's raining. It's gonna be about seven a.m. Yeah. I figured 7 a.m. Oh, on a no, Sunday. No, no, no. Come on. That's not for me. All right. No, I'm, I'm out. I know, Nate, I'm you got the wrist. So. I guess I'll go solo yeah. bolo. The wrist is bothering me. <laughs> Fair enough. 916-339-1140. Let's get back into some Kings talk. Doug wants to be a part of the conversation. What's up, Doug? What you got for us? Gentlemen, good morning. Good morning. Uh, I got a couple things. Um, I want to start at the top then. So it's going to be, and I hate doing this because I said it yesterday too, is uh, uh, Monty, uh, we you know, because he is a decision maker and depending on what happens with uh, the draft or trades or whatever. But we keep getting the same kinds of players. If you go through, if you're Mike Brown, you look up through his eyes and you go walk down that bench. I got Keon Ellis that does what? I got Vashenkov when he plays, does what? I've got Mitchell, does what? Okay, uh, Edwards, does what? So they do one thing, but they don't do two things. And I'd say spend the damn money. Go get the guy that's a two-way player, and then we can really build. Because when Fox is out, what happened? We were playing good there for 47-32, and then only in the third quarter, the first time I'd done this this year, I turned off the TV. I couldn't watch anymore. So in regards to the referees, it, uh, you guys may not be old enough, but back in the day it was two referees, no instant replay, and they couldn't get it right then. So now you got three referees with instant replay, and they make a lot more money. So I, I don't know how that's going to get fixed, if it will ever get fixed. Because once they look internally and say there's something wrong in this area, then then the referees are already at a disadvantage. So um, I, I don't know what the fix is there, but uh, guys, I love your show and keep doing uh, the sports stuff that uh, I love to listen to. Have a great day. Thank you. Thanks for the call as always, Doug. Yeah, when it comes to the offseason, I literally had a, a laundry list of things that I was just going going over on the drive here. And I said, Chris, what about this? What about this? And we were really trying to – it's a tough time to draw that line between off se- – it's not the off season, No. But I think, unfortunately, we're all starting to realize that this team ceiling – and look, at, to start the season, we said second round, we said this, we said that. Now we have no clue. And, it's, yeah. and second round aspirations – it's not it's it's nothing small when you're a team who's trying to build and hasn't been in the playoffs for a very long time. Finally got back last season. Now we're to the point where we don't even know if that's going to be the case. So a lot of fans and if you're not talking championship, if you're first or last, shout out we're right. talking about yeah. best Ricky Will Ferrell Bobby. movies, Ricky Bobby, if you're not first or last. So I don't I don't I don't combat or I have no problem with with fans that are kind of starting to get into 
next season mode. Yeah, for but sure. But we can't spend that much time on it because yet. that right. would be disrespectful to this team. Right. And they do have an opportunity to make some noise. I mean, they're still only a game out of fifth. Yes. Right? Yeah. And they can mess around. We have some... Two games behind the Suns, if I'm not mistaken, for fifth. Yeah. We, we have some things to say about the Clippers, too, who seem to be mm. starting to Clipper. So this thing isn't over. Will it end in a parade in Sacramento? Most likely not. But I don't think... if. if I don't think that the the ceiling for the Kings for the beginning of the season has really changed that much. Yeah. How we got there has been frustrating. Yeah. And the fact that you are sitting at the bottom, t- the, close to the bottom yeah. tier of the playoff teams in the West, that can be upsetting because you were just chilling in the third seed. But we are not to the point where we can full-blown say, spend the money, go right. get – we're not in the offseason. Yeah. We're gonna, it it's going to be a long off season, yeah. depending on how this happens. But we cannot go there yet. That yeah. would do a disservice to fans, to yeah. listeners, and to the team who they still have an opportunity. They could turn right. this thing around. No, absolutely. Yeah, I'll I'll just kind of echo what you said there. I mean, I I just think that yeah, we're we're not at that time yet, and uh, we very well might get to that time here very soon. But. Uh, yeah, you you actually nailed it. The Kings are only a game back of Phoenix for the five spot. So things can change so quickly. And there's definitely some things that, that we can see now that are going to be talking points in the offseason. Yes. There's things that need to be fixed. But trade deadlines passed. We're talking about buyout guys Patty made. Mills. Like, yeah, nothing that we can talk about this year is going to really – Overall change, exactly what you said. It's not going to change the ceiling. I think we all know that second round was really uh, what most people expected to be the kind of the cap for this team. And mm-hmm. I think we're just kind of seeing that we we thought that the floor would probably be a an exciting first round series. Mm-hmm. I think that people it's are just there. kind of realizing that uh, that might not even happen. Sure, you know, like the, sure. that. I think that's. Um, where maybe some of the the loudness is coming from is is people understanding, okay, we had an understanding of what the ceiling is. We just thought the floor would also be pretty close to the ceiling. And uh, we're seeing here that the floor could be a play-in situation where you never even see the playoffs. So I, I just think um, – you know, we'll we'll get to those things when we can, but uh, right here, right now, we we've got to ride this roller coaster, and uh, it's it's been a scary one. When we get back, we discuss Brendan Nunez and Frankie Cardicelli's article. We also discuss a question posed by Brendan Nunez, and we have some stats on Davion Mitchell that may or may not be surprising. Styles and Watkins, Sackdown Sports. Sacktown Sports. This is from Tim Maxwell, Kings Herald. Sacramento's defensive rating with Davion Mitchell. And was this from just last night, Chris? Specifically? No, he, this is, uh, these stats are from the season, season long. Davion Mitchell on the floor, defensive rating. 115.2. Defensive rating with Davion Mitchell off the floor. 115.2. The same exact defensive rating, and Davion Mitchell is supposed to be a defender. And this is 
basically what you've always said, Chris, the issue isn't that Davion doesn't have good on-ball defense. Right. The issue is that's kind of where it ends. Yes, exactly. He needs to be a – he needs to figure out how to be – uh, overall, a better team defender, and I, that's where I just have I have questions about his limitations. And and I'm sorry, but it is because of his size. I just think that it's really tough uh, when you are six foot or six one and under uh, to be asked to then switch on guys like Aaron Gordon, to switch on Michael Porter Jr., to sw- maybe get switched on to Jokic. Like that's what's going to happen in a playoff series. Is you know, the, the most teams aren't just going to allow Davion to hound a guy like Steph Curry. Mm-hmm. Most teams are going to set screens yeah, get until they get him off of him. Yeah. Exactly. And then it'll either be Steph versus, we'll say, Sabonis in a one-on-one because of the switch. Or it'll be, in the Warriors' case, since we're just using the Warriors, it'll be Looney on uh, Davion. And mm-hmm. you got to pick your poison of which, or I guess for the Warriors, it would be Pick your favorite ice cream of which one you'd rather do. Would you rather take advantage of the Sabonis on Steph mismatch or you got a mouse in the house down there with mm-hmm. with uh, Davion on Looney? That's where he he needs to improve. But I again, I just don't think that he can. I mean, I still just will forever have burned in my brain Clay Thompson just shooting over him. Davion playing about as perfect Earlier defense this season as you can. On the buzzer beater. Dave, and De'Aaron wasn't playing that game either. Yeah. Um. And and I just can't get that image out of my head that this dude is is it's not for lack of try it's not for lack of effort it's not for lack of skill I just think when he gets switched on to guys who are six seven and taller they just don't see him they just like his defense That's isn't really yeah, and I it's 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 a little I, it would be cold blooded if I called it drill work. Um, and that's kind of like as that's what it looks like sometimes. And I, I think that that's just kind of, uh, kind of the problem when he also to, to Doug's point earlier, Davion's not really giving you what's the, what else yet? Like, yes, Davion's providing the defense, but where's the offense as well. And I know we're talking specifically about his defensive numbers, but you know, I, I think if his offense were a little bit more there, it would be more justifiable to play him more minutes as well. Yeah, the Kings, going back to the construction of the roster, the Kings have a bunch of one-sided players, yeah. right? You have a you have a shooter. You have a, a defender, right? You don't have guys that are very dynamic, and this league is getting more and more dynamic yeah. every season. And the Western Conference has extremely dynamic players, and the Kings are working with, okay, we're, we're trying to tell ourselves De'Aaron's getting to that two-way spot, sure. right? That that two-way realm, and Keegan's trying to get there too. Sabonis is kind of a one-way guy, unless you're counting rebounds as defense, which I don't think you really do. <laughs> you, I you only laugh try. because the team does. The team will say that, oh, you know, they, you know when they do the defensive player of the game right. chain, they'll say, oh, this guy had 10 defensive right. I'm like, right. okay. You know, so you don't have a lot of dynamic players that can do multiple things. I saw Stephen A, and you were you – were, First on this, Chris, I saw Stephen A. shouting out Norman Powell. Oh, yeah. Right, right? guys that can just fit in and do some different things. Real quick, last night, I don't know what the plan was here, but I'm talking about barbecuing and chicken. Aaron Gordon got matched up on Kevin Herter one too many times. That's what he does. that was embarrassing. Yeah. 
Yeah. That that was because Aaron Gordon is supposed to be their right. non-offensive player, which yeah. I do think is the best kept secret for the Nuggets. Everybody acts like Aaron Gordon is a bum offensively, and he's you know he's their Andre Roberson. Yeah. He's not. No, he is not at all. He will he will yeah. he will take care of you if the the situation presents itself. Yeah. No, right? they get mismatches on him all the time because, like you said, people are like. We've got to put our worst defender on somebody, right? Mm-hmm. And that's the guy that they pick. And he's more than capable of taking advantage, especially in the post. Like, that's what he did all finals long was just put guys in the post, put Jimmy Butler in the post and said, y'all can't guard me. No. I'm, a, I'm an actual forward. And, uh, you know, yeah. And you can also argue Denver's a very specific ta- case. But, um, man, it just it the, the defense just completely looked terrible yesterday. So we talked about Davion defensively and the Kings rating and how it doesn't improve or get worse. Offensively, though, the Kings offensive rating drops from 118 to 105.6 when Davion is in the game. And there, there's the problem there. It's like it, it's the fact that the offense does suffer so much because he's out there. And, and that's. That's the thing that I just I don't know how you can get over because even if even if those defensive numbers were different and they are the exact same as Davion off the floor is on the floor, even if they were significantly better defensively or even just a little bit better defensively, the drop on offense is the thing where, you know, when we talk about Kevin Herter, we only want it like what Kevin Herter does besides shoot is all just kind of gravy. Mm-hmm. The Kings are an offensive team. Right. And if you if you being out there ruins the the style of play or what it is that you are out like what the team is trying to do that's the real problem like you cannot and it the eye test checks as well like when Davion's out there he's standing in the corner uh you know a lot of the times he's the guy he's the last option for the Kings offensively and the ball will end up in his hands and he'll shoot that corner the three. other team wants it's exactly what they want and then you know it's a it's a percentage game at that point where Davion's like a 33, 34% shooter. Maybe he's 35, 36 from the corner, but it just feels like at that point you're, you're just kind of hoping that it goes in, and that's not really uh, the place that you want to be at at all when when you guys were the best offense in the world last year. Were you surprised that Keon Ellison get more minutes last night? I guess, right, because you knew De'Aaron wasn't going to play, mm-hmm. and it felt like Keon only checked in as like a, whoa, things are going bad, like right. let's do something different for the sake of doing something different. I, yeah, I, I was pretty surprised. I thought he would have gotten uh, Davion's normal minutes, but it felt like, yeah, he, he was only inserted once things kind of started to snowball. And to that point, this is from the 916, why can't Coach Brown seem to settle on a rotation? Is it Coach's <laughs> indecision or is he not being given the pieces he needs by the front office? Something is clearly wrong somewhere. What gives and what can be done this year to resolve it? This year? This is not Mike Brown's fault. I don't think the rotations are Mike Brown's fault. Like, where has the consistency been? Well, they're asking. They're not saying. No, no, no. Yeah, I'm, they're, yeah, no, no, no. I'm, they're saying. They're saying he's looking. Yeah. He is looking, and he's not finding what he wants. Gotcha. Yeah, no, I mean, completely, because that's – you know that I think that's part of the you know the Alex Len Javale thing is interesting, but the Chris Duarte not getting uh, minutes or getting a ton of minutes. At least now it's not start or nothing. Um, yeah, I think it's it has a lot to do with the fact that these dudes just haven't given him a reason to trust them. And I think that's that's the biggest word I think in general for this team is like who does Mike Brown trust at the end of the day? Who like if there's 
five minutes to go in a gotta have it game, like I, I just don't think you could. You could probably pick three Off guys. The bench? Just in general, just in general, like he obviously trusts Domas. He obviously trusts De'Aaron, Malik. I think he trusts Malik most nights. Um, Keegan he, is like hit or miss. Like he wants more to time, trust he, HB. He, he, I think that's honestly what it is. I think there's a list of guys that he wants to trust, right? But he just can't. And uh, I think that list is just as long, if not longer, than the list of guys that he certifiably does trust. Because I even think Malik in moments where it's. You know, Malik is good, not in necessarily in spurts, but Malik's good in moderation. And, you know, on a night where De'Aaron's not playing and uh, if you need to rely on Malik a lot, I, I, you know, I could see how when things go bad, Malik doesn't really uh, contribute to helping things stop. I could see him kind of leaning into uh, the chaos a bit and, and making things spiral. Yeah, he is another liability on defense. Yeah, not too, not, right. not full-blown, but he's not great defensively to put it nicely and yeah some of that is again it's tough for us to completely go off-season mode here because they're not in the off-season they still have an opportunity but at the same time we know that this team is getting pretty close to its ceiling as presently constructed when we get back the Clippers are they starting to Clipper they blow a 21 point lead last night thanks to LeBron LeBron James the king who drops 34 points because Jay-Z was in the building, of course. Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports. Sacktown Sports. Check us out on YouTube. Search Sacktown Sports and subscribe. From AC on the Sack Chat. We were discussing bowling a little bit earlier. Left-handed, or this is from, yeah, left-handed from Ryan Williams Art, actually. A lot of bowlers, it seems like, in the sack chat. Shout out. I like the sack chat even more now. Left-handed bowlers have an advantage. The oil pattern isn't worn (laughs) out as quickly as a right-handed pattern since they're less lefties bowling. You can keep the same pattern longer as a lefty. That that makes makes sense. sense. It's the the same as hitting. In baseball, when the right side of the dirt is all worn in. Right, I guess, yeah. And the left that, side yeah. is nice and pristine because yeah. there's not too many left. That's always the I mean, yeah, just in my softball league, like, I cannot stand when your feet, like, there's two just massive divots yes. where your feet yes. go. And, and I'm like. And some dude, you're in the field, and some dude's just digging in. Yeah. <laughs> just, he really just digging yeah, in. Dude, like, you don't need right, to do all that. So, thank That's you. I did not realize I had an advantage. There I will, you go. And I will tell Cheater. my wife that you still lost. You still lost, but maybe you would have lost by less if I was. Yeah right-handed <laughs> and you have a chance to win tickets to see the jacksons and sisters sledge that is march 30th thunder valley casino resort at the venue we will give away those tickets at 1 p.m nate will pick the number 916-339-1140 that's at 1 p.m you do not want to miss that as we continue to chat about the kings and what they have coming up next so the Clippers, Chris, they blew a 21-point lead. Sure did. And LeBron James, and you know, yeah, I'm, I'm, I have all the games going. At that point, we had just started watching something else, and I figured I'll just look at the highlights. But LeBron James goes off for 34 points 
eight assists and six rebounds. Mm. Kawhi had some things to say about the offense getting a bit stagnant. There was still no Paul George, but this is this is the this is what is frustrating about the Kings because if the Clippers are going to Clipper, you could have an opportunity if you get your act together. Yeah, somebody might, or or somebody will. I mean, if it's right. not going to be the That's Kings, true. someone could hop in that opportunity because I'm looking at it here. Clippers are now in the kind of where the Kings were last year for a good portion of it, where you know they're just by themselves. They're two games out from from Denver, who is the next seed above them, and they're three and a half away from from Phoenix. So they're not really in immediate danger of being taken taken out. But at the same time, I mean, yeah, you you have a bad week. Uh, Kawhi starts to miss some of those games mm-hmm. with Paul George. It, it things could get dicey, and that's how you know Monty McNair was on these airwaves a couple weeks ago telling Dave uh, the Kings are you know hopeful that they could eventually get up to that four seed. It sounded crazy at the time, but if, if the Clippers are going to leave that thing open, man, it would be a massive missed opportunity for again if it's not the Kings, somebody uh, should should try and sneak up on that number four seed if it's going to become available because that is. That is an ultimate bag fumbling if the Clippers just just lose uh, what would essentially be like a five-game lead they had at one point at that spot. Yeah, and to be honest, you're looking at, what, 24 games left now, and the Kings are 24 games left. That's a lot of tricking off for the Clippers, and that's a lot of good wins for the Kings. true, too. You're four and a half games back of the Clippers in that four seed, so I think the more realistic conversation – should be about whether the Kings face off against the Clippers right. in that five seed. <laughs> and due to what you've seen the Clippers sure. do, are the Clippers starting to return to the Clippers mm. of old? Or is it, hey, they're not playing these games with Paul George. Yeah. So they get Paul George back and <laughs> that's still a nightmare. Because that's yeah. who, if the Kings are able to get that five, oh, let's get the five seed, let's get the five seed. Right. I mean, if you're you're choosing between, and that's the thing about the West, right? You're, if you're choosing between the five seed and facing the Clippers and the six seed and, and facing the Nuggets, I know earlier, I think just earlier this week, right. I said you'd rather <laughs> face the Nuggets, but the Nuggets are starting to turn it on now, yeah. and the Clippers are starting to turn it off. Yeah, and I, I think you would probably say I'll take my chances against the Clippers. Which both are nightmare scenarios, but that's just the state of the West right now. Yeah, I would probably opt for the Clippers just because they they do kind of have it in their DNA a little bit to Mm -hmm. choke. And, you know, I could see that being a situation, too, where I I think the Kings have earned the Nuggets' respect or at least their attention. Uh, The Clippers probably would at least go into game one feeling like, ah, you know, we could probably coast through this. The Kings aren't really anything we need to fret about. We've killed the Kings all mm-hmm. season long. And I think at least the Kings would have maybe the the art of surprise in their favor in that series. But, um, you know, yeah, I, I think the Clippers are still a really tough matchup. But, again, they do have it uh, in their DNA to choke. And so I, it wouldn't surprise me if James Harden doesn't show up in a playoff series, if maybe Russ, you know, doesn't. Uh, doesn't click as well as it clicked in the regular season because now uh, he feels like he wants to put his stamp on the game. Or maybe it is as simple as Kawhi and Paul George aren't healthy at the end of the year. But mm-hmm. um, it's definitely a lot less scary than it was a week ago. But the the thing is, it can always change, too. The Clippers have probably 20, uh, what, they've played 57 games, so they have 25 games left. Um, they They can definitely turn it back on as well. Uh, and, and become just as scary as they were earlier. So, I, you know, it, it is 
Um, it is dependent on on how they're playing at the end of the season, but the fact that they are Paul George has now missed a couple games. The, the Clippers have now lost two in a row. I think it's it's a uh, it's a positive sign for whoever ends up at that fifth seed. Honestly, yeah, and there is no there is no right answer. Okay, the bottom line is you got to play <laughs> All your teams best are basketball. Tough, right, you yeah. got to play your best your best basketball. You're you're going home. Yeah, that's it. That's it. But as far as who you believe in, obviously the Nuggets have done it. Kawhi yeah. did it on yeah. on a different squad in a completely different time yep. in our lives. And Paul George and and James Harden, they haven't done it yet. Nope. So you'd have to go with. I mean, you got Ty Lue, and a lot of people like Ty Lue as a coach. And and either way, it's it's truly pick your poison in the Kings. Going to L.A. would be a lot better than those other places, though. For the Kings, for sure. Like, yeah, I mean, just that short little trip to L.A. is a lot better than Denver. Uh, a lot better than OKC mm. in Minnesota. No thanks. Yeah, so. I mean, you already know in the Clippers fan base, if you're talking about strength of fan bases, oh, I would definitely take the Clippers. We already invaded that we place, We already man. invaded that place. You saw, <laughs> you heard like the beam chance. That's not happening in Denver. No, that's, that's a great not point. happening that's a in great Minnesota point. Yeah. at all. Yeah. At all, you know the broadcast always pans to a couple yeah. Kings fans. They it was they were they were looking. Yeah, they were looking last night in Denver. You know that's that's their baby. They're yeah. not Clippers. It's a completely different situation. That's a re, that's a reason I basically just thought about as far as why you would maybe take the Clippers right. over the Nuggets, but that's not that high on the list. But there there are a lot of different reasons. But LeBron James and. The Lakers trying to make a move as well. That now puts them, they're in the nine seed right now, a half game ahead of the Warriors and two games behind your Sacramento Kings. <laughs> Let's not do that. I that's think not Kings, a, that, yeah. that's, that's a problem. That is, that's that a is, problem for that's me. That's scary. That's definitely scary, especially because, you know, the Kings got Minnesota on Friday, right? And that's another game in which if, if you don't handle that, Lakers, I'm sure, you know play who the Lakers between, have tonight. Uh, it's going to be like the, the Grizzlies did give uh, Minnesota a little scare. Okay. It's worse. Spurs? Blazers? Uh, the Wizards. Oh, gosh. Oh, my God. So oh, you think LeBron is. They, you'd have to actively okay. try to lose that right. game. I think I think Braun could probably sit tonight, honestly. I mean, and they would might. still they would still probably win. I he mean, I'd still probably pick them as the favorites. I mean, that's. Uh, gosh, I don't like to hear that. Um, yeah, I mean that's that's where things get scary. That's why, uh, you know, us yesterday we we had a, a bit of uh, trepidation, I guess, if you will, about uh, where the Kings are are kind of starting to position themselves, man, because things can happen real quick. I think Dave tweeted out on Monday, like there's a chance that by the end of this week the Kings are sitting in the ten seed, and it sounded pretty insane at the time. But yeah, I mean. Kings lose their next two games or their next game. I guess they don't play again. I don't believe they play Chicago until Monday, but it's like things can happen really, really quick. I will say this, even though the Lakers, they beat the Clippers last night and they have the Wizards tonight. Listen to what they have. This is actually insane what they have coming up next. It's going to be easy, isn't it? No. Okay, good. No. Okay, That's I'm why I, I, I'd i say if the I'm at Kings – glad. The Kings should be able to at least stay where they are okay, at. That's good. And hopefully we're that. talking about moving forward. This is what the Lakers have coming up next after the Wizards. They oh, host man. the Nuggets. They host the Thunder. They have the Kings straight up. It's big they game. host the Kings. That's a big game. They host the Bucks. They host the T-Wolves. Then they go to Sacramento. Okay. Then they host the Warriors. 
then they host the Hawks, then they host the Sixers, then they host the Pacers, then they go to the Bucks, oh then they go to the Grizzlies, then they go to the Pacers. My God. So they got a gauntlet coming Yeah, up. this month is going to be a rough one for the Lakers. You know what I love, though, is that the Kings hold their own destiny in, in all of that. The fact that they play them twice, like mm-hmm. – it's gonna be on. It's directly going to be on the Kings because, yeah, I mean the Lakers definitely have a a tough tough month. But if if the Kings don't handle those two games, which I I mean the Kings have have played really really well against the Lakers uh, these past couple years, but uh, just on the off chance that they 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 don't win those games, that's how things can get really really close. But that is a brutal brutal schedule for the Lakers. I'm shocked that the NBA has not tried to help them. Uh, more by giving them just cupcakes down the stretch. Uh, well, a lot of those games are at home. That's the least that there they could do. When we get back, Kings they Q&A wow. with Brendan Nunez, Frankie Cardicelli, <laughs> they put a piece out. We will answer some of the fan That's questions crazy. as well that you pose to Brendan and Frankie. Styles and Watkins, Sackdown Sports. a Q&A on SacktownSports.com. You can check it out. A collab with Brendan and Frankie. Brendan Nunez, Frankie Cardicelli, our Sacktown Sports Kings insiders. And we have picked a couple questions and tweets that we thought were interesting and want to react to them ourselves. Obviously, if this sparks anything for you, all guests and callers join us from the Folsom Lake Honda Hotline. Folsom Lake Honda, your one-stop Honda Shop, 916-339-1140 on the text line as well as the sack chat. Chris, get us started here. So this question uh, was presented to Brendan and Frankie by At Distant Meadows mm-hmm. on uh, on uh, X, I believe. Uh, they ask, how do you see the Kings ending the season, both realistically and optimistically? Well, I saw Frankie in the sack chat yesterday answering a question in the round table and he said that they would the kings could get a a six seed and push for the four Mm. seed that was before tonight which or last night which i think most of us had slated as a loss anyway it's just about what they do after this optimistically you get the five seed i think it's possible obviously they're one game back but realistically i'm sticking to what i said when we did our our predictions after the All-Star break, I think they're going to get the seven seed. I think they're going to host a yeah. play-in game, and hopefully they win that game. Yeah, I would say um, optimistically I'll say a five seed as well. I just don't – I'm sorry, Monty. I just don't see the four seed in the cards. I think that would just – that would take a lot – you you just kind of outlined it in that last segment. It would take the Clippers both struggling for a yes. really long time, and then the Kings beating – the big part would be the Kings beating teams that they're probably not supposed to beat. Four games in – four. Lot. 
four games to make up, you're back in 24 games left. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's a pretty epic collapse. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, it just feels like the five seed is probably the cap for optimism. Uh, and then realistically, I'm – I'm starting to feel eight, man. I I just think, uh, you know, of of all of those teams, it it just feels like the Kings things are not going their way. Um, I I don't think they'll fall. You know, you just listed the the Lakers schedule, even though it is a tough one. Um, a lot of home games for the Lakers. I I think the Lakers will probably stay uh, at that nine seed, and I think the Warriors will probably stay at the ten. So I actually think it's probably gonna it's probably gonna move around a lot, but I think it'll probably settle. Uh, right where it's at right now, if, mm. I, had to, if I had to guess. That, that man, so now I'm looking, obviously you can't do the one and the two seed, but you would have, I mean, look, the one way to look at this is if you get out of the play-in, right? If you can be either, if it's the Mavericks or whoever, then tell them what they won, Johnny. You would get the Thunder who have the least amount of experience. That's true. Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd rather, I don't want to go in the play-in, but I would take facing the Thunder before facing the Nuggets in that sixth seed. Sure, right. If you can get out, of, this is probably an unspoken thing yes. between the Lakers, the Warriors, prob- probably the Kings yeah. too, and probably everybody in the play-in, they yeah. don't want to be in the play-in, but they would probably all rather face the Thunder or the T-Wolves. Yep. Rather than Nuggets, the or, Nuggets Clippers. or Clippers. Yeah, absolutely, actually. And it, and it might even be come spoken. Like yeah, last year yeah. we heard the Lakers are aiming to try and position themselves to play the Kings in the first round. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's part of the game. Like, okay, see, it's it's not hard to, to, to do the math and understand that those two teams have less experience than the other two. And so – uh, yeah, I definitely I think that as well, and I, I feel like if I'm the Kings, I would I, that's exactly what I would want them to do is to position themselves to play one of those two teams because I I feel a lot better, uh, like significantly better about their chances against OKC or Minnesota uh, than Denver and LA. But how good do you feel about if you say eight seed going yeah. to Dallas? And take it on Kyrie and Luca. Not good at all. <laughs> not, not good at That's all. That's a problem. Yeah, exactly. And I would not, again, what's your prize? If Well, I guess it wouldn't be a prize. But if you lose that game, then you got to play the Lakers winner of Warriors. Lakers or Warriors. And, and that's, at that point. Good luck with that one, pal. At that point, the end of the season was probably so herky-jerky. It, it, I cannot see them getting out. Yeah. I just can't. No, it would be, yeah. I, I agree. It would just be, it would be. You would have to be an optimist to say it yeah. because there's just there when you factor in the track record of this team's history, even not even forget even like 16 years history, mm-hmm. like even the last two years, the amount of gotta have it wins in which the Kings have actually came through and won. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's maybe one or two, and I can't tell you what those one or two is. I'm just I'm just assuming that they happen because it feels like every single time they have a easy or not even easy, but just a game in front of them that has even a little bit of heightened importance. Yeah. It's, it's not going their way. So yeah, I mean, I, I would not like to end up in the plan. I don't think it would end up well for the Kings in the plan, but if for some miracle it does uh, end up going well for them in the plan, you know, it's, it's not the worst result to have to play those two teams. Uh, next question here is from George S. Muller 22. He says, 
Uh, George asks, who do you think the Kings have the – oh, I'm sorry. Uh, yes, who do you think – we kind of just answered this, but who mm-hmm. do you think the Kings have the best chance against in the playoffs slash play-in? I guess – Let's do the Let's play-in. just do play-in, yeah. exactly. <laughs> do you want to say the Pelicans? Because I don't want to say the Pelicans. Do you want to say Dallas and like Kyrie and Luka? I, I would say – you want to say the Suns? I, I'd say the Suns. Okay, so yeah, we'll do this in two tiers as well. We'll do the 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 five through eight tier, and then in that nine ten matchup, if the Kings do end up there, Lakers sure. Warriors, that we'll first do that, that so. first tier, you literally can't say the Pelicans. Can't say the Pelicans. You just can't. I <laughs> Luca is just out of his mind, and I've seen Devin Booker crumble. I've seen sure. and Kevin Kevin Durant. Yeah, he he's he's not the same Kevin Durant. I'd probably have to say the Suns, which sounds crazy. I think I would too. I mean, they've probably disappointed more than mm-hmm. than those other teams. Like I think Dallas is right around, if not even. I mean, Dallas wasn't in the playoffs last mm-hmm. year, so they're probably better. Uh, feel better about this year. Like they're on an upward trajectory. Pelicans, we've just I, we've seen yeah. that movie too many times. We already played them in a play-in type situation and got absolutely abused. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I think by default almost the answer is the Suns, who can't seem to stay healthy, and the Kings have killed the Suns in every game they've played. They just have uh, let go of the reins a little bit in a couple of them. So mm-hmm. I, I think uh, it does sound crazy, but I do think Phoenix is the matchup that you would probably eye for that first one and. Uh, of course, Phoenix right now is the five seed, so that's that's the least likely of all of them. Uh, and then in that 9-10, Lakers-Warriors, is there even really a difference? I mean, I guess I'd rather play the Warriors. You have the the length, like the experience of, of playing them 105 times over the past two years, so at least there's that. Technically, you should want to rather see the Warriors, right? right? They're oh, smaller. I just thought about sorry. I just thought about the fact that they might eliminate you again, though. But that's what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> they're smaller. They're they they don't defend as well as the Lakers. Right. You know, they're they're this is a basically a new version of the Warriors with a lot sure of Kaminga yeah. and a lot of Brandon Pajemski and Clay off the bench. I, I, you should say the Warriors, yeah. but I just don't think I can say the Warriors. Yeah. I'd rather see the Lakers. The Kings kill the Lakers too, and I, yeah. the Warriors do play their A game every yeah, time. Yeah, you they can't, play the you Kings. can't invite that man into your house. You can't do it. <sighs> no, not, not after wrong. last season. You're not wrong at all. I, 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 just, I can't do it. I you, you'd have to. I'd rather face the Lakers. I don't like that. I, I think you're completely correct. I just, I, I don't like that. There doesn't seem to be a good answer, right? There is <laughs> no good answer. Any but good, that's why I said any of them in the crosstalk when I talked to when I asked Whitey about is this the most stacked Western Conference, and he said I don't know how many great teams there are. I, I don't know if there needs to be that many elite right. elite teams. Right. Just it's look the floor at what is dealing. so high, right? Yeah, basically saying they're it's. There he was saying that the ceiling of these yeah. teams isn't as high as some of the ceilings that we've seen and before. I, was it was it Whitey or you that referenced? Was it the the KD Warriors era with the Rockets and teams like that? I think that was Whitey because yeah. I I I know the Rockets. Any other a lot of people say any other year they would have right. won the whole thing. Yeah. Even yeah, the Spurs with right. Why at that time. Yep. But this is crazy right yeah. now, man. No, this is nuts. This is absolutely insane. The fact that. Every single night is just a, a bloodbath, and 
Uh, yeah, the standings are as close as they are. Like even the fact that the Clippers, you can even realistically say, can potentially fall. It's it's just nuts. Um, and then this one uh, is an interesting question here. What this is from uh, uh, Pixelated Kaju, I believe is what it is. Okay. Uh, what are the biggest internal changes from the? T- what are the biggest internal changes the team might make? As we head into the stretch run, rotations, minute adjustments, changes uh, in preparation, etc. So really, I guess the question is just, you know, do you see anybody entering the rotation, solidifying themselves in the rotation? Uh, do you maybe see, you know, a guy like Kevin Herter or HB losing minutes down the stretch? Um, those those kind of things. And I guess we've kind of already gotten a, a bit of a preview before this question was actually probably initially presented. But is there anything uh, the remainder of this season, maybe we'll just open it up to, is there anything the remainder of the season that you would like to see uh, experimented more with? We will answer that when we get Here back. We also, we there see we you on go. the line, TC. We will chat with you when we return. Saz and Watkins, Sackdown Sports.